Hey, what's up, TV land? Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. It's Albert and Ryan. Yo, what's up? We're the hosts of this show, Don't Be an Idiom, and it explores the origin stories of common phrases and idioms. And we are the presidents of, of Don't Be an Idiom Incorporated. Yes. We're the vice presidents. Right. We're, we're the, the P and the VP. We're the P and the VP. Remember when we did that That for like a whole night, the no. P and the VP with Dan Larkin? Uh, oh, yeah. When we went to Sugar Moms. Oh, right, right. When right. we were young. Because he was the president. Wait, because he was the he president was the of our president school? I was the vice president of our school. But like <laughs> that night, we were like switching. Like, he's the P now. You're the VP. Yeah, yeah. Good times. We do the word. Look, we do word history here, people. Yeah, you might because not know you're it. You're too lazy to do it yourself. Yeah, you. I, you are. You're lazy. being very lazy by by tuning in today. And it's not that a we bunch don't, of feminists out here. We appreciate it, but it's just a little lazy. You could just do this all on your own. But, yeah. Uh, but thanks for tuning in anyway. Yes, thank you. We love you. This is our first live podcast, and it's Friday the thirteenth. Right. Well, it it is. Well, not now. Not now. When you hear this, it isn't. But it is for us. It's Friday the 13th for us. And we died (laughs) making the show. And we're both dead now, finally. Yes, dude, that's metal. Uh, we have some some top of the show business to get to. The first being a set the record straight. We're bringing Which set we the record done straight. In a while. We're bringing that back. It's basically when we correct things that we said last episode. Right. And it's either because we heard while well, while listening back, we're like, that's wrong, that's it, dumb, dumb, right, that's right, wrong, right, idiot. Or put people will maybe email or text us if they know us personally and just be like, yeah, you this. done screwed that up, buddy. You screwed that up. Which is weird because we never make mistakes when we're not being recorded. It's, it saves itself for the show. Right, that's a really good point. I've, we've never had to crack ourselves. I'm not ourselves. used to being wrong. Only if we're we're recorded by microphones. Yes, but still, the percentage of the time we're on mic to life, we're, that's still pretty good. Pretty good. So Alex Wildman, who that's his real name, you know and love. Uh, he he set uh, the record straight with you, yes. right? Yes. So we were talking about the hole in the sheet on what I said was the kids in the hall, um, but it's actually the Upright Citizens Brigade. So okay. if you don't know the skit, check it out. It's um, The whole idea is you can do whatever you want as long as it's through the hole in the sheet. And it is a, it's kind of a brilliant concept when mm, you think of it. Mm. Well, you have to watch the, the skit to really... Yeah, but basically it's like, what is existence, man? There's a sheet over me. <laughs> all right, so I'm sure you were all sweating over us correcting that. The other thing is... Uh, yeah, you can stop Albert... shouting at your, at your radios right now. <laughs> Two weeks later, you can finally stop shouting. <laughs> There's a guy in like Austria that's like, oh, oh, patting his head with a hanky. <laughs> Man, that would feel good to finally... If something was stressing you out that much, so and then bad. you finally heard the corrected statement, you're like, okay, now, well, I, can, yeah, like now someone, I can get back to normal. It's like when you're mad at someone because they've done you wrong, mm. and then they finally apologize. It you seems know, like, like people never actually do. Do you ever <laughs> notice that? Like, yeah. No one no apologizes anymore. No. Yeah. Hey, I, I was thinking about the thing I said two days ago. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not hearing that yeah, no, ever. No, and it's just like... Uh, like all you ever hear is like oh I'm sorry you feel that way it's like <laughs> that is asshole that is not an apology no that is such bullshit if you, That's, what if is that? you ever say empathy. that empathy 
that is it's bitchy empathy no dude that is like writing you you are right i'm sorry you feel that way like i'm sorry that me the right person did something that you the idiot can't understand and you feel bad because you're not as smart as me that's bullshit yeah it's funny though when you put it like that let me tell you something though. i'm gonna start saying that all the time i'm sorry you feel that when way. you're like when you're like, hey, I'm, I'm a little hungry. You want to? I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry you, feel you feel that, that way. way. Uh, that is going to mess people with do that. people. <laughs> people won't like that. Not at work, they won't. Mm-mm. Were you about to say something? Um, I think I just said a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> uh, Albert also, you know, he said the word is palm oil. And I was like, palm oil cigarettes. What, what is palm oil? And right. then he said to look it up. And I did look it up. And I had the definition in front of me. And then I forgot. Like, yeah. it just within within three sentences. There's a lot of we're on like a hyper lane of of like neon, like an '80s race car, right? I wish like on this show. Don't you oh, feel yeah. like that? It does feel a little bit I like can't, that. I can't grasp any thoughts. They're just whizzing by. It's, it does feel like it's whizzing by. There's a lot of you know. We got two lamps on the glow of the laptops. <laughs> yes, and then just both of our voices amplified in our ears yes. with studio headphones. Actually, and I can actually hear myself now because I finally got new headphones. Good. I, you'll see throughout the next th- few episodes, we're gonna, they're each going to be sounding a little bit better. Yes, yes. And hopefully... Hopefully, you know, if the reviews if are the correct. the reviews are correct, we'll have finally maybe doing some figured out here. a special recipe, audio recipe for this show. Um, anyway, what does Palma mean? It's like, We almost forgot to define it again. Again. Um, <laughs> It's this old timey game mm-hmm. where, like, when guys were wearing the powdered wigs, and they would take it looks like croquet kind of, yeah, and they just they would hit this ball with a mallet down an alleyway into a ring of unspecified size because apparently that was lost to the records. <laughs> the the which, one interesting number which that I really makes a would big have, difference. Like yeah. if the ring is like ten feet, that's yeah. not that hard. Right. But what if it's like a little or I'm I'm imagining it's much smaller. Like a golf ball hole. Yeah. Or what if it's like a trick and the the hole's the hole's too small for the ball. It's just chalk. They're going to say, what if the hole's just drawn on there? That's cool. Have you seen the carpets that look like it's a hole into infinity? Mm-hmm. On your ads, on your Google, I haven't seen that. Haven't seen that. <laughs> They're like, check out this carpet. It's a, it's a, an optical illusion. It looks like there's a black hole sucking your carpet, your whole floor it's down. Into freak it. you out every time you walk it's, to the bathroom. It does look freaky, but I don't think it's gonna look that good when you're in the room nah, with it. No way. I think it's the angle. Yeah. Anyway, next time, anyway. You, next time you see your own cold smoking palm walls, you can think of the the rug, the infinity rug. Um, also, if you want to start the Don't Be an Idiom Palm Mall uh, Club, smoking uh, smoking club. club, like we'll smoke palm walls, play the game, right? Yeah, I love that. And we'll that. get fancy wigs. And and get fan- I need a wig. We could be the fops. The fops, right? I love it. The fancy fops. The fancy fops who smoke palm walls every Wednesday night. Dude, I'm. We need a president of that fan club. Make it happen. We will show up. All right. Please write us at don't be an idiom at gmail.com if you would like to be the, what was the term you used? President, president. of the Fancy Fobs Paul Mall Society. With that somber tone, we should also say rest in peace, Lisa Marie oh. Presley, who just oh. passed away last night. Yeah, it was that was the headline news today. And listen, Albert and I saw the Lisa Marie airplane that Elvis took right. around on tour right. in Graceland. We saw that. We were right there. 
And, you know, I wonder, that makes me feel something, I guess. And listen, we and she was just at the Golden Globes like two nights ago. And Austin Butler Aust- won for Elvis. Yes. And he thanked her personally. And it was just like very wow. emotional. It's yeah. just like, what a time to go. Yeah. Well, we hope we, we hope love we love and his family. We love all Presleys and um, may you rest in peace. Yes. Oh, but I do wonder. So we've been on the grounds of Graceland mm-hmm. on our road trips and they actually have the Zen garden with the, yeah, with right. the um, burial plots mm-hmm. of Elvis and his parents and his, and twin, his brother. twin brother, Jesse. But um, I wonder if they will. If she's going to be buried there. Reorganize it for Lisa Maria. I feel like they will. Interesting. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, what else do we have to talk about? No disrespect. No okay. Dis- that's, how is that disrespectful? No, just because pe- death. Ooh. Uh, speaking of death, it's Friday the 13th. It's is very spooky. It's a spooktacular episode. Do you have a favorite uh, entry in the Friday the 13th movies? Um, I, I recently watched one through nine. I, like a few months ago. You know, I have not watched, like, I couldn't tell you which one's which mm-hmm. because it's been a really long time. Like, yeah. Friday the 13th was something that I, like, grew up with. Like, and it was, it felt like it was always on TV. So it was yeah. like, I didn't even know which ones I was saying. Well, I mean, like, I remember, like, Jason in New York. Was, yeah, Jason <laughs> Takes Manhattan. Yeah, that's crazy. It, takes Manhattan. He doesn't even, most of that is takes place on a boat, by the way. In the Manhattan Harbor? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like they're coming from, I forget oh, where, shit. but they're like in the boat and he's killing off people in the boat. And then only the last like 15 <laughs> minutes are in Manhattan. They're like, this is a pretty big boat. I can't hear <laughs> nothing on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny voice it's because I think they're college kids. screaming bloody murder. <laughs> I never know. <laughs> I'd love to see that version. Bloody murder. <laughs> You know, the hockey mask doesn't even show up until the, until part three. Uh, Jason doesn't even show up until part two. Well, that's not entirely true. I know. Flashbacks <laughs> don't count. Jason the man monster. Okay, Jason the man monster does not show Dude, up Dude, I know. I, it's one of those things where it's like, when I was younger, I was like, this is a good fact mm-hmm. that you can throw around. Well, yeah. Know? But now, <laughs> but people still don't know. Some people don't know. It was Jason's mother in the first one. And the and then the pillowcase in the second with one eye hole. And the coolest thing about Jason Goes to Hell, which I think was number nine, was is that, that he goes it, it, to hell. Well, what I was gonna say was that they tried to connect Nightmare on Elm Street and Evil Dead. The Necronomicon yes. and Freddy's Glove are both in Jason Goes to Hell. Yes, wait, which is, is that so that cool? Weird we watched that in your we watched house. Ch- But dude, isn't there also that crate from the thing? Oh it was the- like yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They right. pulled all those horror references in there. That's brilliant. Because there was some weird ownership yeah. something. I think a new some new company owned it and so they were able to do this like certain things. Dude, you know how these like, certain things. Like the Marvel universe is huge. <laughs> Just huge. <laughs> so huge. You know? Yeah. But what if there was like some eccentric horror billionaire that was like I'm going to take that scene in Jason Goes to Hell where all of the artifacts are there and then I'm going to make a fucking universe out of this shit. That would be very cool. And he's also a genius. Well, he would be a genius. Right. But like, man. Uh, and he executes. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. <laughs> that's a, that's an alternative reality I'd like to live in. We, we're going to talk about things that we're superstitious about, but I, I don't really have many superstitions. Oh. Do you? So, um... 
Oh, I bet you if I had more time to think about this, I would. But here's the silly one because it actually came up this week at school. Mm -hmm. My one student who never shuts up, mm -hmm. um, he uh, he was – here's here's what my fifth graders do. Okay. They will wear um, Crocs to school. All right. But then if it's a gym day, they will pack sneakers. And I'm like, sneakers are comfortable. Why do you have to be like beyond com like you have to be in such comfort that yeah like Crocs those are anyway yeah so he's switching out of his Crocs into his sneakers and he goes and puts them his sneakers on the desk and I'm like yo that's bad luck and he was like huh and I'm like don't say huh because I hate they, <laughs> that's like that's like a I always tell him I was like wait you trying to do a Twix commercial and buy yourself some time to figure out what I just said. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. um, so he had him he had him up on the thing. I was like, that's that's bad luck. Shoes on the table. It's like a superstition mm -hmm. that yeah. I've heard of before. It's like hat on the bed. And I don't actually even know where I first heard it. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if you started that later in life or it's something you actually heard when you were a kid. Yeah, it, in my mind, like if I was to say like, first thought, it was like my great Lebanese grandmother or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. But like she never talked to me. I was afraid of her. Right. Yeah, she seemed intimidating. But I have found myself going to put shoes on a table, and then I go, mm, and I don't do it. Okay, so that's a superstition. That's yeah, a I, don't, I just, I just, you know, I don't want to te test fate for something silly like yeah, that. Yeah, I get it. I How get about it. you? Don't have one? I, I probably do, but I just my memory is so poor that I, I can't even remember. Like I'll, like you, I'll notice it. Yeah, like probably next week, me doing something weird. What about, here's a classic. You fall through the a, garage. A penny on the ground. You're not picking up any penny, not heads up or, or down, right? I'm not picking up any right. penny on the ground, yeah. <laughs> no. And Okay, and here's the difference between Ryan. So, because you know that, that's a superstition. If it's right, not yeah. heads up, you don't pick it up. Heads and up. Ryan's not picking up any penny. I'm not picking up right, a penny now. Right, No, that's disgusting. Whereas I am the one, who, on the other hand. He's on I hands will, and will, knees. I, I will pick it up if it's heads or tails. He is lapping Dude, up that penny like a hound dog. Richer, it is not trash. I had a friend who used to throw pennies in the trash. <laughs> Chad Cranny, rest in peace. He he would throw pennies in the trash. Right. No need for these. I mean, it's funny, and yeah. I think he's ahead of the curve in a big way. Right. Like, when are they going to ban pennies? Seriously, you know, there's a lot of arguments against banning pennies. Rounding oh, yeah? rounding up to the nickel. Yeah, that's a, oh dangerous. right, because they're not going to round down. That's for sure. You know, for people who live by cash, right? Need them coins, but that's going away too. I know. What are we going to do with gonna all do? these coins? <laughs> what I'm saying is, if we get rid of the pennies, what happens to the pennies? And then what next? The nickels. And then it doesn't end. It never ends. Yeah. And then they're coming for you all of a sudden. <laughs> they're coming for your gas stove. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, I was thinking of uh, when you fell through the garage in the back of my parents' house. Oh, yeah. We had a ghost club. Yeah, what we, was that called? It was called Ghost Club, I think. Yes, dude. And that I, is simple. It's to the point, And it works. It works. And it's cool. And in we, an unironic way. We were talking about the ghost in my garage, Mr. Hill. And then Albert's left or right foot just like went through the wait, floor Brian, no no, no? Wait, oh, wait this is great isn't memory is so funny and i'm not yeah. saying i'm right and you're wrong but yeah yeah the story in my memory is your foot goes through the floor and then we're <gasps> screaming like girls we're like <gasps> like 
And then I was it like, was my, me? my first impulse was to run. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, no. You saved me. And You're brave. Like, and, and I ran over and I helped you get your foot out. Like, which, like, a it was move. my leg. It was up to my thigh, I think. And then we ran. We ran and screamed. Yeah. This is how like useless memory is. It's so I just bad. reversed our bodies in that but memory. Does that sound more? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you're that right. is a that is a strong memory. Yeah. In, in my life, um, probably because it was the only time I was ever a hero. Right. You. It was very heroic. <laughs> I feel like everyone was like shaking your hand and clapping you on the back. I mean, really, I could have just took one second to pull myself out of it. <laughs> and like, and like, there's no like when they do that in movies and stuff. There's no way that's helping. It's like, here, let me activate your brain so your leg muscle comes up. <laughs> Like, yeah. you just lift your own leg up. Yeah, you can just lift it. It's the emotional support. Well, I'll tell you what, because you we were in the middle, we were in the middle of talking about ghosts and falling. That was very scary. It was like it was because that like was the sign. whole thing. It was like we were talking about the ghost club. Yeah, we were all keyed up, is what we were. Too keyed up, and that was amazing. And. If you were wondering, yes, when we went back to check the hole, there was an animal skeleton in there. Remember that? It was we took a, its teeth. It was a raccoon and we skull. We it in the book. That's true. And I still have that book and the tooth. <laughs> I still have that raccoon tooth taped to my Ghost Club book. Are, are you telling me that that's a coincidence? <laughs> Which is the coincidence? All of it. Ghost <laughs> Club, hole in the floor, hero, and a skull where the hole broke through. Uh-huh. It was meant to happen. That is huge. That's, yeah. that's synchronicity. And that tooth has gotten us through so much. Yes. <laughs> Game? That's it, man. That is the top of the show. You made it through. Welcome to the top that of the show. That was a long one, I think. It was. I think but we're, it's we're good though. We're somewhere in the eighteen minute mark. Oh my god! <laughs> but I don't know. Some of that might <laughs> no, be from no, the beginning. No, 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 no. That's good stuff right there. All right, look. If this is your first time listening, what we do is we play a game to see who goes first. We don't know what each other's idiom is, so it's a big surprise for all of us. Today we're going to be playing the three died game of CeeLo, which I learned from Bill Heath and all his cronies. Cool. And. Uh, all you want to do is this with the three die. You have to get the best, con the highest, the best you can get is a th four, five, six. Okay. And the lowest, the worst thing in the world is a one, two, three. Okay. So who, whoever gets the higher or the low of us rolling, they go first. Okay. And off the air, I'll tell you the, the exact rules. Okay. Well, that was a great game, I thought. I won. Yeah. Is that three in a row or two in a row? Yeah. Wait, yeah, you're still on a streak. I know, I'm hitting my first little streak in a long time. Dude, that might be four in a row. Really? I think so, because I think it might be four. Wow. That's amazing. So, Albert, when you come over on a Sunday morning... I'd love you to bring over like five or six muffins. Uh, you know what? Just make it a baker's dozen. Yo. Yeah, okay. A baker's dozen. Yeah. You know? 
I will say I've contemplated doing this one before. Yeah. Have you done have you done much research? You know, a couple years ago. Okay. I did a light research. Oh right? no. Okay. Yeah. I did a light research and I abandoned the project. Uh-huh. Funnily enough, it was in the t- same time zone of the one that I'm bringing back today. Okay. Um so it's very nostalgic for me. Oh, all right. But here's what I know about a baker's dozen. Yeah. Um because I used to go to Del Bono's with my mom. That's yeah. where I, that's where I learned it. Yeah. And and what, what does it mean for any, maybe of our international listeners that, right. that don't know the idiom? Yeah. So like a dozen is usually 12, but mm-hmm. there's this whole thing with bread and bakeries and stuff where they give you a 13th um, roll for right. free. It's the baker's dozen. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So, so, that's so what it means. you but could so, say a baker's so, dozen so what, what, is 13. Yeah. So what, so you do know a little bit of the origin. What What is it then? What do you know? What do you remember? All right, so there's this farmer, mm-hmm. Arnold Baker. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, and he had the best corn in town, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when you have the best corn in town, everyone in town wants that corn, and that some sweet, of sweet the corn. yeah, and some of the less desirables that can't afford the corn will do whatever they can to get it. Uh, right right so um you know this is like a southern 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 guy you know he's like is this in america yeah okay yeah the baker's dozen yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and like you know so he's like out on the porch and he's just like looking at the corn and he's well he's already worked on the corn all day so he's tired right so the like the young hoods in town mm-hmm. they would be like all right so Baker's been working since four thirty in the morning. Then they're gonna he's gonna be getting done around five seven at night, right? So he is gonna be tired, right? And, Very and, tired. And Arthur liked to sit out on the on the porch because, mm-hmm. like, really, what are you? What else are you doing? Nothing. There's nothing. And you love nature. Yeah. Obviously. It's all you know. It's your whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Remember the corn, right? And that's the thing, like, like you're out all day with the corn, but then you also, you still love nature so much. You're just like, I'm just going to look in the other direction of the corn. Or the There's same direction. Plenty of corn. <laughs> Actually, that corn do be glitting around the moon, all right, Jolly. All right, but anyway, so basically the local thugs would, they would wait until Arthur would fall asleep on in his like rocking chair on the porch. Yeah. And then they would creep in, and then they would cut down the stalks of corn, they would load it up, and then he'd take it out, right? Uh-huh. And then they would take it to the baker, right? I mean, there's, there's a guy named Baker, and there's also oh, a baker no, wait, in town. Oh, no, wait, we already have the baker. We already have the baker. We don't need a real baker. That's the thing. All right. But. I hope everyone out there is following along No, wait, well wait, 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 wait. So then they have a big old, like, Corn boil, like for all the monsters, yeah. right? They're all like monsters, <laughs> mobsters. Oh, mob- like, yeah, yeah. Like they're not mobsters. Southern like mobsters. They're, just, they're just like t- they're like they're like hoods. You know what I mean? Okay, and yeah. Like, and they're Hooligans. hanging out, and they're like, look at all this, look at all this sweet corn, right? <laughs> and then they were like, good thing Baker's dozing. <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. So people think it's Baker's Dozen, yeah. but it's actually Baker's Dozen. I see. So it actually it's came dozen. from Baker's Dozen. <laughs> yes. That's, that's silly. 
because the original hall was 13 ears of corn. Ah, uh, okay. But then they, then they got way better at it. That was just the fr- that was like this a was test the first run. One. Yeah, yeah. So Baker's um, Dozen, 13 free ears. Come on. That's funny because I thought you were going to tell us what you know about the idiom already, but then you took a guess. This game requires guessing, <laughs> imaginative guessing. It does. And that was that was that it. That was a great guess. So, but do you, so should I be the one that talks about the origin, or do you want to tell us what it's you know already? Your idiom. Yeah, you got to tell me what you know. All right. Well, here's what I know. Even if Albert knows a little bit of it, but I, I hope that I can't I, remember anything. Okay. I hope that I've also dug up some extra goodies that you may not know about. It's the point of the deep some research. Sweet, sweet nugs. Some sweet, sweet corn nugs. So. We're going to a place that we've visited many times in previous episodes. The Middle Ages of England. Yeah, we're always there. We have visited that time and time again. So I hope that you guys can just quickly, you know, visualize yeah, the muck. Just get, just get us there. The, like, if you've been listening the market, to this show. You know, the, the, those classic. We're in England. You've seen it. You know, it's really funny. I just got to say, like... Yes, there's a lot of time travel going on in this show, right? And if you are at home, do imagine me and Ryan wearing the garb and like, of the time period being discussed. Period and walking around. Like, that's so. I never really considered that, but that is funny. Yeah, please do that. And you can be there too, though. Imagine yourself and of us. Of course, of course. So in 15th century England, bakers had a bit of a reputation for short waiting bread. Mm-hmm. So you might. You know, order something and then they give you less than what you ordered, but you can't really tell because it's it's fourteen twenty. And they haven't invented like scales yet. Right. They're just like, This is exactly what you ordered. And you're like, Alright, yeah. Yeah. I don't wanna argue I don't wanna be a I don't wanna be a, you know, a complaining Kathy here. Don't know? wanna do that. Especially if it's like you know, it's very posh. I'm sure everyone's going to the best bread, bread baker I in town. I don't know if there was posh in the 1400s. I think unless well, you're okay, the king. You don't want... Unless you're the whipping boy. <laughs> you're you're living in, in muck. Yeah, but you don't want to upset the only mm-hmm. baker in town. No. Right? Because he's like, no bread um, for yeah, you. Yeah, right. Imagine getting on the wrong side of the baker. Right. You're done. I mean... I hope you like eating grass, raw grass. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. All right. So what I wanted to say, I've barely gotten through this, is that, uh, you know, different villages had guilds. And we've talked about guilds before when we discussed sixes and sevens, I think. Yes. You know, but there would be maybe like the blacksmith guild or the carpentry guild. And there was also a baker's guild. So and it's like a union. Yeah, and it's like, hey, we're all bakers, and, uh, you know, let's stick together. hate everyone. There ain't no baker, no sticking baker. I mean, <laughs> they're sticking, we and we're good. We should all stick together. Definitely. All right? And if I'm not very good at it, I'll come to you guys, I'll take your bread, and I'll sell that. Oh. No, I don't think they would do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, See, everyone just, knows that's that's the, I'm the good baker, the so I'll sell your crappy bread, and they'll be like, oh, it's so boutique. <laughs> Um, and the guilds made laws. So they were laws about, you know, it was essentially illegal for bakers to sell the bread under the amount that they ordered. 
Right, and that's cool because that's that's them policing themselves, mm-hmm. which is nice. Well, it's because one guy doesn't want to get, you know. Well, right, because if you get maligned with like the one twerp that's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to just skim a little off the top. Yeah. And like, you're making a bad name for these bakers in. <laughs> exactly. Right. Shoot, so, yeah, it yeah. makes perfect sense for the guild. So they had these, these laws, and, you know, as you can imagine, it was extremely difficult to determine the exact weight bread products would be as you're baking them because you're just like in a rock hut with some mud and you know right and like leather when gown you cook stuff it changes you know yeah that's what i'm saying here uh but this is where this is kind of where, well of course this is where the idioms come oh from yeah <laughs> this is the good part you want to get so, ready for this boy. everyone's gonna want to slow yeah. down the car maybe pull the car over to the side <laughs> Of the road. Uh, but this practice started to evolve where bakers would, in, you know, if you ordered a dozen loaves or a dozen muffins or something like that, the practice started of them giving you 13 to yeah. ensure that uh, yeah. the weight, at, at it's better to be on the, like, err on the side of too much yeah. than too little because you don't want to get punished. Like, I don't give a rat's ass. Give him another freaking dog. Just give him another Just one. Roll. Just give him another Just hurry one. Just up. It's like, <laughs> sense which is a lot now but these these punishments were varied because it it changed from guild to guild in the different towns but there were some really extreme punishments which yeah let's get into the extreme punishments of course this would compel a baker to you know give out some extra bread just so they don't get punished one thing is they were put in these cages <laughs> Okay, listen, that's just everyone, just so you know, when you're buying bread, people, it's because people used to be put in cages. Yeah, that's the point. I want you to think about that's this. That's insane. So it was called a baker's baptism, and these bakers were put in these these cages and dipped in the water or sometimes in manure if they had short-weighted bread. Wait, or, what's the nor? Menor, menor. Oh, of course, menor. Oh, I'm sorry. Menor, they said the nor. No, 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 no. Wait, so they put them in a cage and dipped them in that, and then they were like... They would like plunge them into the water or into, into menor. And then they come up and they're like, I'll never shortchange another man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Dude, it's that a, would work. You would have to do that. Be like, all right, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> I won't do. I won't think anything bad ever again. <laughs> but they also had uh, these things called a shame mask. Sure. And you know, it was a similar idea where they would parade you around wearing this shame mask, and to let everyone know that this guy's been ripping you off in his bakery. Things were so serious. I know, then, you know, so like, serious. Like, do you think there was one guy that was like, eh, man, I, just, I gotta put the shame mask on you, but like, let's just That's like, a shame mask that would have oh appeared Oh my God, a- it's like, got horns and earrings and a giant <laughs> spout and te- That thing's crazy. It's insane. I wouldn't be ashamed wearing that thing's awesome. It's awesome as shit. Like, can you imagine getting it's that like mask? an amazing metal, uh, like, crazy tribal mask or something it's crazy awesome that's awesome and this was the shame basket that was like the cage Mm. that the bigs would be put in it looks nicely made very oh well the other guilds were making it right 
So, and if anyone makes this cage subpar, I'm putting you in the cage. <laughs> and I kept seeing this word, but I had never heard it. But like pilloried when you're you've got your nope. head through the hole. What is that? How do you say that? Oh no no, I'm saying nope. Oh, that's what they call it. Like so, the stocks. Yeah yeah exactly. When your head is in and your hands are in the stocks. Yeah, it's classic cartoon stuff. So it means to be pilloried. And that way people could, you know, mock you or throw, throw insults, throw some tomatoes at you. So I just, the, a baker's baptism has got a great ring to it. It really does. And what does that mean, a baker's baptism? To dunk the baker in manure or water. Wow. I feel like Mira's going to call out the way I say manure next week. She's going to be like, did you know you say this word funny? It's and I'm going to be like, yeah, long. I know. Manoir. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we grew up in South Jersey. My mom's from Pittsburgh. I don't know what my accent yeah. is. I just, I say some words weird. We're just looking at letters and trying to spell them, spell them out. <laughs> I can't even speak. Can't even speak. Uh, no, but thank you, Mira, for your... Thank you. Constant, <laughs> constant feedback. By the I way... I actually do appreciate Mira's feedback. I always oh, love... She's great. I always love hearing... I'm like... You know what? I never thought about that, how I'm talking weird or saying something weird, and then it makes me reconsider whether I should stay alive or not. She's like, I know weird. I can tell you you're weird. (laughs) But you know what? She's pointing at me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But Mira, if you're listening, she should have her own podcast. And I I thought, I always told her it should be Mira Reads. And it just, Mm. Mira reads you a book. She read me a book one day and I was like, this is so nice. It's nice being read too. It is. I'm sure she has a lovely reading voice. She does. Uh, Where are we? Okay. Oh, I know. What? Oh, no. Um, I just wanted to say that somewhere in Ryan's last bit, I realized that he picked Baker's Dozens because it's 13, Friday the 13th. I'm getting to that. Duh. <laughs> I'm getting there. Uh, there was also a rhyme that went along with, uh, with, with mocking Baker's, and it was, Baker boy, Baker boy, get in the cage. We'll dunk you in cold water. Your bread was an outrage. Oh my God! There's no way. That <laughs> there's is evidence good. of it. I know. I thought you'd like that. That's really good. So, all right, that's the first origin. Because oh shit, this is an origin with questionable. Wait, <laughs> um, no, it's Id- a, idiom with, with questionable, questionable origins. origins. Sorry, I forgot to say that. But that one is probably the one. That sounds about right. It sounds well, right. These that doesn't did, mean it the, is right. But the laws were real, and so were the punishments. I believe it. Like That's in the books, man. I believe it. Another origin, and I found this in a, it was like a 1980s, uh, you know, American expression, or just expressions mm-hmm. encyclopedia. And this, 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 the author of this book said that it could have also come from Printer's Dozen, which I had never even heard of. I've never heard of Printer's and Dozen. I know. I looked it up, and I, I could barely find any mentions of it. But it also means 13. Mm. And it's because in the early days of publishing, printers would give the retailer 13 copies at list price. Mm-hmm. Wait, and that way I'm they sorry. can keep one for themselves? They'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, they'd get 13 copies of the book on each order of 12. So they'd get like a free book with every 12 that they ordered. That's nice. So it's called Printer's Dozen because of that. And then because they're selling them. I wonder why they did that. 
because they're selling them at list price, then they make the profit off that 13th oh, book. Oh, oh, that's a good deal. Or something like that. Right? I think so. It's just it's, good it's business got, it's is got, what it is. You know, because there's economics involved, my brain doesn't really, I don't really you understand. You have to give kickbacks. That's how you get kickbacks. <laughs> yeah. So my, I've never had a kickback. We're not making any kickbacks kickback. on the show. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so good to be like, I'm the grease guy. I can get you your grease, you get me eggs. Like, we just, we are rich in grease and eggs. S- simpler times. Simpler yeah. times. But the third origin, and this is why I chose this, um, because it's Friday the 13th, and it's spooky. Ooh. But bakers of the medieval ages were apparently just had such a bad name at the time that sometimes the word devil was interchangeable with the baker so there's another phrase called the devil's dozen which is a which is a really old folk phrase that just meant 13 just because of the belief that 13 was the number of witches that would be present at meetings summoned by satan Mm -hmm. and so because devil's dozen already existed to mean 13 that's what they would call when a baker gave you 13 Donuts. Donuts. <laughs> right on, Sorry, man. sirens right on. are making me lose. This loop. is the, actually the first time I can hear the sirens with these new headphones <laughs> where I can hear myself. Yeah, the sirens were blaring. Uh, That's Philly, baby. But I'm, as I'm going through this, I'm, I'm also like kind of figuring out with you, wait, so, all right, just because Devil's Dozen is a thing... And bakers are as bad as devils. Mm. What is that? Where's the, the thirteen? But what does the thirteen come from? For the bakers? Yeah. What is the deal with thirteen? Why is that looked at as such a unlucky number? It's just. I mean, there's old Norse mythology. Yeah. With, but there's in every in every culture. I think you can find examples of why thirteen is. Yeah. But you can also find why thirteen is lucky. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I've noticed that also that some things that we think of as unlucky are sometimes lucky at some other point in time and then like you know it's like is it unlucky now because we're paying attention to it like what's the deal Mm. are we trying to are we trying to test fate are we trying to say no 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 no, no. now it's actually lucky Mm. you know it's all up in your head man I know that's why but what's the deal with 13 if you know the deal what is the origin of the 13 spookiness the true deal the true deal? I mean, I Do don't remember. Do you think you know the truest deal of why 13 is the unluckiest, like the big unlucky number? Um, I think... Like, what do you think the oldest I think, one is? I think it has to do with uh, the the Norse gods. That's cool. We're having a party in Valhalla and Loki showed up making it from 12 to 13. Wait, was it because they were the... Di- were they the like gods of the different months of the year? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or game, days of the week. Frigg, right? Like, who's Friday? I... Oh, that's true. Because, yeah, like, and Wednesday. But I, yeah, but maybe... Yeah. I know, you, Thor, I know you're talking Thor's about, day. but I don't know if that's Norse. The uh, yeah, well, different he months draws sitting around the campfire. On, yes, yeah. yes. Right. So anyway, Loki so shows up. That would everything goes crazy. Sense. He's trickster. Yeah, and then so then all of a sudden, thirteen becomes this symbol of chaos, and it just kind of works its way through. And then in the Bible, there are a lot of different references to thirteen. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The Bible. But, yeah, but Norse wins. The Norse is older. Every time Norse is cooler. Every time. Uh, another thing, I just wanted. To, so that's pretty much it. I mean, 
That's pretty much. That was pretty great. I, I say, guys, if you want to just in your minds, the Baker's dozen thing. I think it's probably about the weight and the punishment stuff, and them just trying to like cover their asses. I would agree. So that's probably the the true origin. But I do have some fun facts. Do you know what a Baker's knee is? No. It means your knock need. Is that when your knees turn in? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> because before, you know, like <laughs> like Bakers back in the day would just be standing all day and they oh, get, so nice get them knock little, knees. Yeah. yeah. Also, I found this quote from the Anglo-Saxon monk Elfric, who implied that everyone can cook, but it took special skills to be a baker. And he said... You can live a long time without my skills, he described a baker saying, but you cannot live well without them. And that was in the 11th century. And they were all like, huh? <laughs> I'm going to think about that when, when the show's over, and I'm going to get it later. Uh, I have another picture for Albert, which is a horse drawing a baker huh. who broke the law, and he has a piece of bread wrapped around his neck, which was a thing that they did while they were being paraded around. Wow, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, but hey, he still gets to go on a horsey ride. That's fun. <laughs> right? Yeah. Here's a baker. He's like, I like it. Here's a baker getting dunked. Oh my God. The baker baptism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's crazy, dude. And then I stumbled upon this 14th century manuscript. And they found an, an illustration of a bunny taking bread out of an oven that I really liked. Whoa, just in time for Easter. Wow, that's really cute. I know. Not, no, not cute. That's actually that's cool, cool looking. So that's the way the cookie crumbles on Baker's Dozen. I hope that you, you know, took something away from that. I'm sorry if you didn't appreciate the genius <laughs> of that segment. And uh, But we're going to take a little break. You go, you know, you start the car back up. Get back to work. Go have some McDonald's. Go play a video game. And, <laughs> and we'll see you after this this very short break. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be short. I know things are getting tougher when you can't get the top off the bottom of the barrel. What a bad run of future now. Looking fucking new. Welcome back to Don't Be an Idiom. You know, it's the freshest podcast on the block. And I'm Ashton Kutcher, and I'm just like, here, man. <laughs> we just wanted to mention that if you would like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash don't be an idiom, and you can join a little club. and A guild, if you a will. A guild. Oh, I like that. An idiom guild. And... Uh, and we're going to yell at all the other people in the guild except you. <laughs> That's a good deal. That's a good deal. <laughs> and also, if you want to check out some any of the songs or skits from um, the podcast. You got to go to that Bandcamp. You go to uh, bandcamp.com slash don't be an idiom. I think it's don't be an idiom dot bandcamp.com. Yeah, if you type all those words in <laughs> in some order, you'll probably find us. Sorry. <laughs> but... We always like to highlight a 
um, loyal Patrino on our show. That's what we call patrons. Yes. And it is the one and only Margaret Zubarian, who yeah, is Margaret. also our in-house artist. As if she doesn't do enough for us already, then she also donates to the show, which is so wonderful, but completely unnecessary. So does she get a postcard? Yeah. Oh, that's it's, awesome. I mean, if she hasn't gotten by now, then yeah. oh my god, with the USPS. <laughs> But right. not only will you be getting the very cool postcard with Elvis on it, uh, you're going to be getting a cool koozie, a cool t-shirt, and some um, like unreleased bonus content. Um, it's all in the works, and it's all very cool. All right. Well, check it out. And the satisfaction of knowing that you're on the right side of history. The right side. <laughs> all, right, all right, so... so- you- Jinx, <laughs> you, you got jinx. It. But what is my idiom? It's the jinx. Oh shit! Really? Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought you were just jinxing me. I'm jinxing you because that was like part of the plan. I wrote a note that said like, try to say something you think Ryan's gonna say so you can jinx him. <laughs> <laughs> you planned a jinx and you nailed it. That's insane. <laughs> but I forgot I was gonna do it. And I'm amazed that I didn't. But so, okay, yes. Sometimes I come up with one word idioms and today is another one. It's jinx. All right. So jinx means, what does mean? Well, it's if two people say the same thing at the same time, you say jinx. That's the popular. Yeah. Jinx, buy me a Coke. Right. But is a jinx just like a charm? Or I don't know what it is. It I think it could be a a charmed something or other. It could be, but actually, the the current meaning is a person or thing that brings bad luck. So the charm could be the thing. A person or thing that brings bad luck. That's what a jinx is. You're a you're a jinx. Yeah. Like every time you come here, something breaks in my house. You're a jinx. Jinx. Yeah, I like that. Or every time you come over, you have sex with my wife. You're a jinx. That's just not okay with me. (laughs) Something is wrong with the universe. And I don't find it cute that your last name is Jinx. (laughs) Mr. Jinx. (laughs) Mr. Jinx. I'm sorry, Dr. Jinx. (laughs) (laughs) With the hair and the height. Oh, yeah. Okay. That guy looks fun. And thank you again for hiring my wife. We've really benefited from her having a job. It's been great. And the benefits and the dental. Well, I don't really. Ooh, yeah, so golly, what do you I, so think? I have to guess. I know, Jinx. It's like. I have to <clears throat> guess the origin of Jinx. Yeah. I'm going to just go with. You know, it's bad luck. Oh, baby. I'm going all the way back to Homer's Odyssey, ancient Greek mythology. Okay. All the way back to that. Key. And so the year is 1200 BC. And. That's back. And Odysseus Fine. is, you know, trying to get back to Ithaca. And this this particular part of the tale isn't always in the translations, many of the modern translations we have today. You're right. That's a modern translation. So uh, he's heading to Ithaca. He lands on an island. Of course, who shows up? Your favorite. My, not, not that one. My favorite. Prometheus. Prometheus. <laughs> Prometheus, the Cyclops. Oh, wait, Prometheus was the Cyclops? I no. thought he was the fire guy. Fuck, Polyphemus. Damn it. You said it. No, I said I said uh, Prometheus. Oh, look, he is a Cyclops. 
But it's funny. He looks like he has two eye holes, and then Ew. the, well, then that, the it just depends on which artistic artist, rendition yes, you're looking like, at you here. Just leave that out. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, got oh, son of Poseidon, got it to see a nymph. Wait, no, his mom was a nymph, I think. What is the deal with the nymphs? They got around, and they were so hot. Yeah, but they were like, were they like woodlands? There were woodland nymphs. There's lake nymphs, river nymphs, tree oh, nymphs. No, no, too I mean, many which, nymphs. So, speaking of Greek mythology, which nymph, if you could date a nymph, if it was a wood nymph, lake, river, Ooh. you know, what kind of nymph would you is want to a, date is most? Is there a fire nymph? Probably. Wind nymph. Wind nymph. Um, my goat. My gut is telling me woodland. I think Zephyr, the the wind that would like the Greek wind that the mistral wind. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what, is, what are we talking about? That All is right. arousing. Though, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> mistral winds, quite arousing. I remember Raj said that when we first got to when we first got to the chateau in Marseille. He was like, yeah, mistral winds. <laughs> And I was like, what? And like forever, that has been like, that is so like funny. the most romantic winds. <laughs> and he hey. was just a blow off. Yeah. <laughs> of course you blow him off. Was no, no, right. he, ble- he was just like, Mr. Winds. Mr. Winds. <laughs> real, real cool. And then the duck nose sandwich. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Well, All right, sorry. Inside jokes. Yeah, jeez. They love it. Uh, French bread. Sometimes right. look like duck noses. Yeah. The fuck was I saying? So Odysseus lands on the island the of Polyphemus. Okay, yeah. So Odysseus is on this island, and then this guy starts walking towards him, and um, you know he's got like the little white little thing. It only goes to like halfway, yeah, well, halfway down his thighs. Yeah. He's you know got the the beard, and there's seaweed in his hair and stuff. And the guy walks up, and he's just like really annoying, you know? Yeah. But he's like, "You look a lot like me," and he's like. Um, I am Odysseus, king of Ithaca, and the guy's like, "You look, look at how much of a like you look." <laughs> and Odysseus is like, "I'm trying to return home after twenty years away," and he's like, "It's wild. You and me, we're like two two bees in a pod. We're like brothers." And then, so this is like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna find anyone else," and then it's to talk to. <laughs> Soon as that happens, he realizes his guys are eating all the cheeses and the wine of of the Cyclops. Cyclops comes and just starts eating the dudes, kicking them around. And Odysseus is like, this is a mess. What's your name? And the guy's like, I'm Jinx. I'm Jinx. Oh, the guy who looks like him. Yeah. Uh And then he's like, of course you are. Of course your name is something dumb like Jinx. All right, we got to get out of here. And then no, Odysseus not is a lot like of Odysseus's anymore. <laughs> no one, and I mean no one, names their kid that Odysseus. Used, that used to be a common household name. <laughs> what is this world? This modern world. Anyway, All right. the, the point the point being that, you know, Odysseus reflecting on it is like you know, every time there's two of me somewhere, something bad happens. Oh. Just like the way when we both say the same thing at the same time. Oh. You know, something bad. Is it represents something bad? The jinx. Yes. So jinx comes into the situation and with two. It's very three dimensional. Wow. Actually. This is this is hard to follow. <laughs> okay. Well, just tell us the real. 
does Odysseus have a lot of trials and tribulations? Many. Invo- involving seeing two of himself? Well, in the version that I read, I, these, guys, these guys appear everywhere. Oh, see, okay. In no, the no, version but the one I guy, read, it was nothing because I never read it. All right, so why don't you just tell us the origin? That's why we're all here. It's Greek it's, to me. And funnily enough, okay? It's Greek to me. It's from Shakespeare. Yeah, sure. And... Ryan wasn't all that far off as far as some people believe. But before we get to the Greeks, I want to tell you a Wait, little... Wait, Jinx actually comes from Greek? Well, I'm going to give you a little something here. But you, it's for you to decide in <laughs> the All right, end. people, that'd be, because that's pretty amazing, just though. might be an idiom of questionable origins. Okay. But it also might not. And just before we get to that part... It's uh, questionable if it's questionable? Well, you know why? Because the OED is involved. Mm. And when you try to overturn the OED, there's a lot of skepticism. Yeah. So we'll get to that. All right. Let me just start where it got popularized. Early 1900s, it was sports slang in America. Um, and it was, they would alternate the spelling. Sometimes it was J-I-N-K-S and sometimes it was J-I-N-X. And sometimes it meant good luck and sometimes it meant bad luck. Huh. Right. So just a quick... Uh, Something from 1904, the LA Times, they said, anyone who can furnish reliable information leading to the conviction of the miscreant who put a jinx on the Los Angeles baseball club's batting eyes last spring will likely receive a free pass for the rest of the season by advising manager Morley. Right. So in that one, they're using it negatively. Yeah. Then we have one here from 1906 that says, so confident has been Meyer's tone that Shea and Mooring, the guiding stars of Stockton baseballdom, have lost their faith in their baseball jinx. So mm. it, now, both of those, the first one was spelled J-I-N-K-S. The second one was J-I-N-X. One meant bad luck, one meant good luck. It was used alternatively in baseball Interesting. Okay. slang. Right? So, so all right, so really... That was where it got into print and popular and right, all that but stuff. But it was around before then. Much longer, so a lot of people agree on. And... Yes, Greek mythology. Unbelievable. Is the I think I should get like a little applause or something. <clears throat> Greek mythology is like the going um trend with this one. Okay. And I'm not saying I don't believe in it. I just have a I have a bit of a theory to tie it all in. All right. End. So all right. Something so to look forward to. There was this character named Iinx, I Y N X, who's the daughter of Pan, who was a nymph of course we got nymphs going all over lots of nymph stuff um so she created a love potion to make zeus fall in love with another nymph named io io uh who was a priestess of zeus's wife hera Mm -hmm. so she's she's doing trickster stuff is she she the one that turns into the heifer um i don't know that story In, in this story i could tell you um hera gets pissed obviously and turns Ianx into a bird known as the Jinx Torquia, also known now as the Rhineck bird, which is a member of the woodpecker family. Oh, and are those like specific to Europe? Like to um, like... yeah, Europe and Asia. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, the Rhineck became known as a symbol of restless, passionate love, and it had this strange habit of twisting its neck all the way around mm. when it was alarmed or at a like a, a like a watchful rest. Whoa. So it would like 
exorcist its head all the way around. Nice. You know? Yeah, that's cool. And they had a mating ritual where the male and female would perch next to each other and they would shake their heads around and expose their mouths to each other and just Ooh. like stare into each oh other's God, giant gaping mouths. Weird. So this um, bird had a lot of superstition attached to it. Right. Especially with the... That whole mythology like behind story it. story that goes with it. Yeah. And since... The ancient Greeks, they were linked with witchcraft, divination, and magic. Mm. So this, again, it's commonly known as the Rhineck, but the Jinx. This is also so good for Lucky 13, uh, for uh, episode third. And that's why I picked it. Also a good one right? for Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah superstition, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had mentioned earlier, I don't know if we were recording at the time, but this um, idiom I had first looked at when I was living back in Jersey with my brother, mm-hmm. which now a couple years ago. Right. And the first time I looked at all this, I was like, this is a little confusing, actually. Because even though this is this is like this fun, popular theory. Um, oh, and then uh, there was also, it was rumored that they would use the entrails of the Lynx Torquia in sorcery to concoct love potions and spells. Whoa. That's just a fun image. That's great. Um, but, and and here's the thing. I'm I'm not trying to say that I don't agree, but there's this OED entry where in 1933 it says that Jinx was apparently mm-hmm. from JYNX, an alternative name for the Rhineck bird, and it includes this 1693 citation of the word Jinx, J-Y-N-G-E-S, which means a magical spell or charm. Huh. Now, so okay, like you this, and this is why some there are some like armchair sleuths that are debating that because you kind of you go from ancient greek to baseball mm-hmm. in america right um and and like you would actually ask right that bird wasn't even um native to america right yeah was, so why would they know it from that and it was a very like the word would be something like scholarly you know mm-hmm. so yes were there smart baseball announcers? I'm sure, but like, were they like with the odds of them having this reference on hand? Yeah, is where it gets a little like not so sure. Probably not that. Yeah, right. Now, there are two really cool alternative theories that happen later. Um, there, one is that it comes from this play called Little Puck, which debuted in New York in 1888, and essentially the it is like where the idea of um, it, you know, 13 going on 30 or whatever, mm-hmm. where, where you swap bodies. Yeah. Yeah. So this play kind of started that, where it was a uh, business guy and mm-hmm. his like schoolboy son nice. switched bodies. Yeah. Okay. So it was like the first to do that? Yeah. Um, but in the book, uh, play, there was this character named Jinx Hoodoo, and they described him as a curse to everybody, including himself. But in the 19th century, Jinx was a common name that was used for a comical character in a play. Mm. And hoodoo was something that was known as like the bringer of bad luck by like 1882. So combining these names, it was almost something like multiple plays would have these characters with the name Jinx or Jinx hoodoo. Mm. And they just, the the audience would know before they even saw it that this was going to be like kind of a zany bad luck sort of character. Um, and then it even became something like a nickname that you could say to like out in public. You could be like, man, that guy's a real jinx hoodoo. Like everything bad happens to him. And there was this one good uh, quote from the Nevada State Journal in 1906 
where they said about this guy, Harrison, they said he's, Harrison's evidently a child of misfortune. He seems to be the only original jinx hoodoo. Wherever there is a brick house to fall, Harrison is there to furnish the cushion, but not to tumble. Whenever there is a cloudburst, Harrison does the wet dog act. He probably owns an umbrella, but whether he does or not, you are going to find him under the downpour whenever it rains. So that was just kind of like this idea that this character kind of um, created this nickname kind of term, and that's actually where all it right, all comes I see. from. But it's much yeah. later, again, than the the Greek. Yeah. So there's a huge gap still. Yeah, and yeah. it's all happening at the same time as the baseball phenomenon. Right. I want. I wonder if in some, I, you know, sometimes these words or phrases. I wonder if, you know, they simultaneously in two different places sort were sort of birthed from different that's, origins. That's the kind of stuff I always like. You know, it's the whole idea of original thought. Yeah. Right. Like you know, there's a dragon legend on every continent before there For was sure, ever. Yeah. You know ever even travel between right. so it's like what is that is that like as humans do we just like create these out of the collective you know, subconscious or whatever I right there's, there's no reason why people in the in the 1300s in china and the 1300s in england would have similar myths of dragons I mean, right you know? i mean unless that's just like what we somehow like deep like that's our deep dark fear and desire i don't know like what is it that yeah. looks good man we're just past life memories with like earth sure. be, you know earth's first round sure. or whatever yes <laughs> we actually had dragons yes and we're just remembering them we yes i like that <laughs> uh what where were you what's that oh you were what talking era about, am no, i no no I where were know. you i said um so anyway that's one of them right yeah. and i even did find one baseball quote where the guy called somebody a jinx hoodoo Oh, so interesting. Then you're getting into like a chicken and the egg kind of thing, yeah. you know? But there is something slightly older than that. Um, that's another popular uh, argument here, which is in 1868, there was this um, song, a vaudeville song called Captain Jinx of the Horse Marines. Now, Captain Jinx was like this buffoon, essentially, mm -hmm. that like just keeps screwing up and then eventually gets thrown out of the army. But... um what you need to understand about the horse Marines is they were a mythical body of men. Like the, there is no such thing as horse Marines, mm -hmm. which is kind of it's like the idea of like bringing your horses on the boat and just kind of, yeah. yeah. Or like, I was imagining actual horses wearing uniforms. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's even better, but um, yeah. So there's no such thing as a horse Marine. And actually it became in real life, a deeply derogatory term for like a landlubber lover or a bungler. Mm -hmm. And Herman Melville even wrote in his book, The White Jacket in 1850, to call a man a horse marine is among seamen one of the greatest terms of contempt. Yikes. That's funny. We brought up Herman Melville last episode. Did we? Yeah. Well, he is just rolling with us. <laughs> um, so that is pretty much some of the arguments there. Yeah. I do have the lyrics of um, the horse marine song here. I thought I... I could maybe share with you. Uh, okay. The first day I went out to drill, the bugle sound made me quite ill. At the balance step, my hat, it fell. And that wouldn't do for the army. The officers, they all did shout. They all cried out. They all did shout. The officers, they all did shout. Oh, that's the curse of the army. Third verse is a little rough. 
It's like, uh, out and shout, shout, out and shout, 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 shout. But, okay, here's my thing, right? I believe that these could all just be working together. I think you get, you, you take this Greek story of the, um, of the bird yeah. and, you know, like, yes, not everyone's a scholar, but you just never know who gets influenced by something like that they might have heard their scholarly grandfather talk about or mm-hmm. whatever. And I just don't think that it's a coincidence that characters like Jinx Hoodoo or um, Captain Jinx of the Horse Marines that are like these crazy cursed things. I don't think that just comes out of nowhere. Right, yeah. So I think somewhere, whether they know it or not, there is a connection to the original story of it being like bad luck. I mean like oh man and you get so many witches and stuff like that like you're just talking about that all the time all the time so I just think that even though you might not be able to draw a direct line I think that there is a connection between all of them they're all in that similar vein yeah I think so sure right that's great so that's pretty much a wrap on where Jinx comes from mm-hmm. but I thought for my fun facts today I would just throw in a bonus idiom which is actually where this whole thing started which is it's all high hijinks oh hijinks what are you getting up to with all your hijinks there right. so for those of you that don't know hijinks right what would you say that is I don't know well <laughs> like but you, you've heard it, right? Yeah, I've heard like, of hijinks. all these hijinks, hijinks right? Yeah. I feel like it's always like some sort of disciplinarian at school yeah, like, trying yeah. to, like, telling the kids to stop having fun. You yeah, know? you're getting up to no good. Boisterous fun and horseplay. Mm-hmm. Horseplay. Look at old horseplay. Horseplay. You know? That's the word I was looking for that I couldn't summon. All right, so the OED says it's Scottish. It, it could also be known as hijinks or high pranks, and it was apparently a 16th century dice game in which the loser mm. would have to uh, complete a ridiculous task or drink a lot. Mm. So basically, it's just an old drinking game. Mm. And there's this, uh, the earliest reference where they, is, is from 1860. It's an anonymous body poem titled Bat Upon Bat. And I just got to read you a part of this. Our bat can dance, play at hijinks with dice. At any primitive orthodox vice, shooing the wild mare, tumbling the young wenches, drinking all night, and sleeping on benches. Now that sounds like a good time, right? That's a good time. And um, there's a, like, like kind of like if you were wondering what well, the word jink, like where does that even come from? So in this like lifeline here of, of this of this one there's a possibility they believe that jink is a scottish verb that means to move quickly or unexpectedly with sudden turns and shifts Weird. almost like an onomatopoeia like i'm jinking around <laughs> jinking okay. my, my elbows and all that stuff cool so that's it you got your hijinks you got your jinx you got lots of different spellings and you've got your superstitions thank you for that we're done here. If you made it to the end, thank you for sticking around. Uh, I know. Got endurance. I, yeah, it's endurance. Uh, I did want to mention that last episode, my guess about Busman's Holiday was a 1930s New York bus driver. And then our friend Matt Deere, his great grandfather was a 1930s bus busman. So uh, thanks for hitting us up about that. It was so cool to um, hear. And he sent a picture. And it's Which amazing. Which we are going to share with you. But not only was his great-grandfather the bus driver, when he passed away, his great-grandmother remarried 
to another um, busman. Unbelievable. And we were talking the other day at Coffee Club about like, he's like, dude, what if they were friends like before this all happened? They probably were. And what if they were like, it's my day off. I'm going to ride the bus with you. It makes so much sense now that Uh you like think about like, right, what else would you do? Right. You're just hanging out, smoking, hitting dogs. (laughs) Hitting dogs. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was super cool to hear. So thanks for, for tuning in today. If you want to hit us up, write us at don'tbeanidiomatgmail.com. And also, what was I going to say? Oh, on Instagram, if you want to follow us or give us a like on Spotify or iTunes, anything like that, yeah, cool. do it. But, you know, we know it's you're tired. It. You're tired. Put it in there and, like, just help us grow that don't be an idiom weirdiverse. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. Bring them in. I'm going to try try my best to edit this down a little bit for you. No. (laughs) Make it longer. Make our voices slow. All right. Until next time, don't Don't be be an an idiot. Shuffle around.